The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Holler! If you hear me! Let me tell you about who deserves a shot at the United States Heavyweight. Look here, I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned the title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, he's 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious How about, how about hypnosis? Let's get some Psychosis? Psychosis? Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to episode 256 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLaRente, and I'm joined by my SmackDown Matters co-host, Miss Didi Jone. Hey, hey. What's up, friend? Um, nothing much. How are you? I'm fine. Is the birthday celebration still going? Oh, it's going until October 17th, yes. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, so. yes, I w- I was going to end at the end of the month, but I was like, people might need time. Bills is due. Let me give two extra weeks. Uh, what are the big plans for this upcoming weekend, or have they not been finalized yet? Uh, well, let me walk you through it. We're recording on a Thursday, so on Friday I have to go to the dry cleaners, drop off my, um, what's it called, bridesmaid's dress, because I'm repurposing we're very happy about that. Got to get that dry clean, go to work. And then I'm going to leave work a little early because I work late early in the week. And I'm going to go to the mall. I'm going to see if they have the clothes that I bought online in store in a smaller size because I am now a skinny icon. Yes, thank you. And then I'm going to go get a pedicure and get my eyebrows threaded so I can be what? A bad bitch. Yes. Then Saturday, I have a hair appointment. So I can be what? Even better of a bitch. And then I have a waxing appointment so that, you know, in case, you know, things happen, I can be prepared. That is the weekend in a snapshot. And there's probably going to be alcohol involved somewhere along the line. Sounds like you have it all planned out. I mean, I do, but I don't. I have the broad strokes of it. Like, where I'm getting the alcohol, who knows? But... (laughs) But I'm pretty sure I'm getting alcohol. The main pillars of the days are already set, though. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Now, this is all in preparation just for the weekend in general, or is this for like a big week starting next week? Um, Starting next week. I won't be here next week, guys, because I have to go out of town, and I have to do old lady gang business, and it requires me to be in Kansas City, Missouri, not Kansas. You might see Randy Orton. Yay. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure somebody will be excited if I did. I'll take a picture and send it. I don't know. Does Mel still like Randy Orton? <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I got to be there. And I get there Wednesday morning. I, I quote unquote graduate from a program. And then I'll be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I come back home Sunday. So, you know, just in case I want some... um. I don't know, Kansas City loving. I gotta be ready. Okay, all right. Well, what 
happens in Kansas City stays in Kansas City. Hopefully. <laughs> well, safe travels, and we will definitely <laughs> miss you next week as everything under the sun is popping off next week. Mm, I hate that I'll miss it. Yes, yes. And I'll be flitting along. You know. I'll be there in spirit. It's so big, we're going to have to delay the show coming out next week by a couple of days. So look for it on Saturday like evening or maybe even Sunday. But with just so much wrestling and my schedule, just a, a Thursday recording was not possible this week. So we're going to record on Saturday next week just so I can get everything in that I need to get in. And then we can uh, have a proper dark match and WrestleCast proper so please check out both of those shows next week on CSPN and Patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media alright Miss Didi Jone we got some news mm-hmm. I told you that the people who owned Impact Anthem they bought Access TV and that Impact would be coming in to fill a slot on access tv well that will happen on tuesday night october 29th officially will be their first live show on access tv i don't know if it'll be live or not don't let me speak out of turn (laughs) but it will be their first show on access tv leading up to that starting october whatever the first tuesday in october is they'll be running like some of their old pay-per-views to kind of get people familiar with uh, their product. And then October 29th, they'll have their fresh content. Okay. So they'll be taking over the SmackDown slot for everybody who's looking for something to watch on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Access TV, you can watch Impact. Miss Didi Janace is a part of the news that I think you'll be excited about. Hmm. Because Johnny Morrison... <laughs> He signed a contract with the WWE, so he's coming back. Johnny Nitro, uh, what was he in Lucha Underground? Johnny, Johnny America, no, Johnny, Johnny Mundo, Johnny, <laughs> yeah, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Mundo. Mundo. So a man <laughs> of many names and many talents is returning back to WWE. Don't know what they got planned for him, but... Uh, at least, you know, the first night will be very exciting <laughs> when he does debut. It didn't, you didn't mean it to be shady, but no one's WWE. <laughs> and how they managed to ruin everybody, anybody cares about. <laughs> the first night will be great. <laughs> and literally no other night. Hmm. Hmm. We are coming into what we are calling the quote-unquote season premieres of the WWE programming this week. And with that, we have some significant changes to Raw and SmackDown when it comes to their commentary teams. So now on Raw, we're going to have a commentary team of Vic Joseph. Dio Madden, who I have no idea who that is. No, me either. And Jerry the King Lawler. Uh, the 
quote unquote rumor is a rumor and innuendo is that Jerry Lawler is just a placeholder right now that they're searching for a, a, a real, you know, replacement, the permanent replacement, but Jerry Lawler is the, the best they could do right now. What's the baby's name? Dio who? Dio Madden. M-A-D-D-I-N. Oh, he just kind of shows up. Ooh. Is that him? Shit. <laughs> they say he's six or seven. <laughs> oh, you do know him. Do I? If it's the Googles, he's Marcellus Black. I'll have to lay my eyes upon him. Hold on. That name sounds so familiar. I have to do my own Googles here. In the meantime, the Friday Night Smackdown team will now be Michael Cole and Corey Graves. Wow. And Renee Young, she will now be hosting a WWE backstage show that will be coming on Tuesday nights on FS1. And I guess she'll be like uh, some type of like correspondent um, on, you know, SmackDown here and there. Doing special, you know, sit down interviews, I guess, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Who is Vic Joseph even? He looks like a whole child. Uh, what night was that? Where uh, uh, he he had to fill in when uh, what happened? It was like last month. Uh-huh. Something happened with the announced team. Um, not when what's his name's dad died. No, 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 this was something that happened. Something happened around the announce table in the ring and something happened to Michael Cole and Vic Joseph had to come in and announce. No, something happened to Corey Gray. No, no, something happened to Corey Gray and Vic Joseph had to come in or something like that. But anyway, yeah, something happened. But yeah, he's pretty good. He's been on like 205 Live. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, well, so has a young Dio. Apparently, he was a wrestler starting in 2016. Got onto the 205 Live announced team September 10th of this year. <laughs> well, damn. I know Aiden's <laughs> got to be pissed. Aiden English has been on 205 Live since like almost a year now or more. Well, you know, you have to have a black, so... He shouldn't feel too bad. <laughs> that action. <laughs> Giving the man a job. I ain't got no problem mm-hmm. with it. That's right. How is your uh how is your search going? Did, did is the nepotism working? Is it emotional? the nepotism is not working, but the nepotism is not not working. Like I have not been denied the job, but right. I, I don't have the job. You haven't been fast tracked to the front of the job. That makes me so sad. It's like, what is nepotism for if not for this? Right. It's supposed to benefit like, wh- me in these. Like, why can't I be the new Stephanie McMahon? Like, come on. <laughs> Speaking of the McMahon's family, they were in San Francisco in the brand new Chase Center 
the San Francisco arena for the Golden State Warriors that they will be playing in coming up this fall. So this was probably like the first official events in this arena. So Monday Night Raw takes place from San Francisco. Seth Rollins comes out. Seth says he's done a lot and seen a lot in the ring. But last week with The Fiend was something new. He said he hoped it was a bad dream, but it wasn't. He said in two weeks, he defends his title inside Hell in a Cell against The Fiend. So he'll do. So what does he do? He will survive and prevail like he always does, like at SummerSlam against Brock. He did it then, and he'll do the same thing against Braun, and he'll do the same thing against The Fiend. Hell in a Cell, he will survive and prevail, and that's when Braun arrives. He tells Seth to say things to his face because he doesn't play games like The Fiend. Braun says he cost them the tag titles and knows Seth doesn't want to give him a rematch. Seth tries to defend himself and says that he wants to fight Braun tonight. Braun accepts and promises to give Seth these hands. They hype the number one contender's five-way match later tonight where the winner will face Seth Rollins next week for the title. Now, I have a a really big problem with this. Mm. And this is how you know something's going to happen. Something cool could happen if they really wanted to, but something is going to happen. There's no way The Fiend should be going for the title this soon <laughs> that's just me so I'm thinking and I'm expecting something shenanigan wise to happen well we do enjoy a good shenanigan yes 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 we do the Viking Raiders versus the Good Brothers is our first match on Monday Night Raw Ivar tags in and it breaks down until Thor's hammer connects to Anderson for the win this would have been a really cool match like three or four months ago when the Good Brothers had the tag team titles and they would have started this little feud together, but oh well. Bobby Roode cuts a promo on tonight's number one contenders match, which he plans to win. Then Michael Cole does a sit-down interview with the man, Becky Lynch. Becky wants the best Sasha Banks that she can get. And she says that she made the SmackDown division great and came to save Raw after Ronda Rousey left it in ruins. She says she doesn't care about Bailey. She just wants to keep Sasha Banks in the ring. She cannot wait to have her trapped in the Hell in the Cell. Lynch says that Banks was looking to end her, so at Hell in the Cell, she'll get the chance and she better take it because she knows that Becky will. Miss Dijonay, your critique of this promo. Do you believe the things that Becky is telling you? Um, yeah. Well, I believe that Becky believes the things that she's telling me. (laughs) Which is really all you can ask for. You have to sit in your delusions, whatever they may be. Promos have definitely kicked up a notch since Sasha has been back in the mix. I mean, when you have to have competition to bring out the best in you. Like, she was going to give all this to Dana Brooke? Oh, that was shady. Dana <laughs> didn't do nothing to nobody. But you know what I mean. Just caught a stray. Sorry, I love you, Dana. I mean, I don't, but I could. I could if she... She doesn't seem problematic. I don't know. 
Where's my boo? Where's my boo, Olivia? Liv. Yeah, I don't know. know. Liv Morgan has been. I don't even know if she's been on main event. I haven't even heard about her wrestling on main event. It's like y'all told me, hey, she's non problematic. And then she disappeared. And it's like, well, I just decided that I liked her. Maybe she'll show up at NXT since that seems to be the the wave. Mm hmm. I hope so. Because I like her now. Rusev had a match against this uh this fellow that was like a deaf mute. Uh-huh. What? But, but he apparently won the twenty four seven title like three times when they were in overseas over the weekend. Oh. E C three. Oh. <laughs> uh, EC3 catches a Mosca kick. Then he's on the receiving end of the accolade. And Rusev gets to win. Of course. Somebody else who should have stayed in NXT. Mm hmm. Him and Velveteen Dream were just starting to get their feud going, too. And then they snatched it right on up. Mm-hmm. What happens? They don't like nice things. Dee Dee's favorite, Rey Mysterio. He cuts promo on tonight's number one contenders match. He's focused now and he will seize this opportunity. He's going to do it. Do it for his son, Dominic. <laughs> Dominic. The Boss Bay, Sasha Banks. She faced off against Nikki Cross. Get ready, Dee Dee, because Bailey distracts the ref. Hey! And that causes Alexa Bliss to attack, and they begin to brawl. Nikki heads up to the top rope, the high cross follows, but Sasha Banks rolls into the bank statement, and our boot, Sasha Banks, gets to win. A winner, an icon. The OC, they're shown complaining backstage. Styles says no one is in his league and he will win tonight's number one contenders match. I want to go back to the Sasha Banks thing for a second. This was a really long match. They got a lot of time. There's nobody who can say that Paul Heyman on Raw does not allow at least one women's match to get the same length as like one of the main men's matches. It's happened for like the last like month at least where there's been like one super long women's match. It's kind of like how the WCW used to do their cruiserweights. Like okay we got some women who can go so let's put our women who can go into a match and give them some real time. And Sasha Banks and Nikki Cross they got a lot of time. Dee Dee. Mm-hmm. It's yes. a special occasion. Ooh. It's gotta be. Why? Because Brock Lesnar's coming to work next week. He's gonna be on Raw. Yeah, I told you he works a quarterly schedule. He's gonna be he's coming to work on a Monday and a Friday. So you know it's gotta be a special week. <laughs> he must have got a bonus. <laughs> Yeah, that's the only time people would really prefer to come to work is on Monday to pick up a check and on Friday to pick up a check. That ain't bad. 
Street Profits are backstage. The Miz arrives. He talks about his brand new daughter. So congratulations to the Miz Maurice and their new addition to the family. And he says that next week he's going to host a special Miz TV featuring the dude who wears the red and yellow and the nature boy, Ric Flair. <laughs> uh, San Francisco was not with the, uh, the, the the red and yellow dude. They was booing. Good. Yeah, you My get, people. You, you, get, you can hear it. Mm. I wonder if they're going to let Ric Flair speak, though. Last few times... Rick Flair's come out. He hadn't had it. He's just been on camera, but he hadn't had a chance to say nothing. Mm. Hopefully, they like, you know, this is when Triple H comes through with that check I was talking about last week or a couple of weeks ago about the man thing. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is when all that business gets sorted out. Perfect opportunity, you know. He's only going to be there for like two days back to back. Pretty sure they could work it out. Hopefully. Lacey Evans. She faced off against Ember Moon. Ember heads up top for the eclipse, but Lacey cuts her off and hits the women to right. Then she tries as she might, but she doesn't quite get a sharpshooter. But Ember Moon taps anyway, and Lacey Evans gets the win. And a pure ass shenanigan. <laughs> But that's fine. Uh, Natalia is backstage. She says that, you know, imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. And then she threatens to have a rematch with Lacey Evans. Bray Wyatt, Firefly Funhouse time. Bray hangs pictures of his victims in the Firefly Funhouse. The pig is eating a Rollins action figure and arguing with a rambling rabbit. Bray monologues about abandonment as the rabbit says that they don't want the fiend to hurt Rollins. Bray <laughs> says the fiend doesn't like to share and breaks the action figure in half so his puppets can share. See you in hell. Okay, so his gloves say hurt and help? Is that what his gloves say? Okay, that can make sense. Right. And if you notice, he always gives the mandible claw with the hurt glove. Oh. Attention to detail. Um, but remember how he talks about, hey, I've had ones abandon me who I thought were really close, who were like family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. White mm. family. Oh, uh, I see where we're going with it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then think about how the show ended. Oh, please. He wasn't even really family. He was like Cousin Oliver of the group. Like, <laughs> he tried it. But yeah, so you know everything he says has got some type of like triple meaning. Yeah. 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 But people are like, oh man, they got Bray looking so weak and then the fiend looking so strong. It's on purpose because he's the help. He's the message, you know, it's like the Mr. Rogers. Hey, kids, you know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, he's talking about sharing and all that stuff. And, all, you know, so it's it's made to be two different sides. It's really smart. I like it. 
R-Truth runs into the ring with Carmella as the geeks follow. Carmella begs him to stop chasing them. They says that, you know, they're just worn out. They've been, you know, doing this for the last few months and it's just starting to wear on them. R-Truth says, don't worry, they'll make it out. But Carmella just says she's just too exhausted to do this anymore. They hug and then Carmella cradles R-Truth for the win. <laughs> and she is finally the 24-7 champion. She celebrates. R-Truth kind of like looks around for a second. Then he's like, well, the pressure off me. So he starts to celebrate with her. And then a bunch of the ladies arrive from the back. And they start chasing R-Truth and Carmella away. So now it's become a women's title. Brilliant. I mean, I was wondering what was taking her so long. <laughs> they had to build it. Which fair, but also bonus for him not being actually mad. Like, that I enjoyed. Right, right. They're a good team. They have a lot I of do like them together. Good chemistry. That yeah. had to be a happy accident because. <laughs> Sasha Banks and Bailey they comment on Hell in a Cell. Tasha Banks says that she will be the last woman standing. Since they had such a great match last week, WWE doesn't understand how to let it breathe, so they gotta run it back again. King Baron Corbin versus Chad Gable. Gable counters to end the days into an ankle lock. Corbin gets out of the ankle lock, he gets the scepter. He nails Corbin for the he nails Gable, excuse me, for the DQ. Then Baron Corbin beats down Chad Gable after the match. Uh, Baron Corbin had the 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 slick new um, cape and crown because you know Chad Gable tore his shit up disrespectfully on SmackDown last week. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but he had like the suede shit. It looked kind of fresh. I'm I'm all about this Baron Corbin shit right now. Yeah, you are. They it, it took them like eight months, but yes, they've done it. They've <laughs> done it by Jeff. They've done it. Uh, we get an AOP video package. It looks just like the one from last week, but all of a sudden they're talking, and then they just get up, bust through the door. I guess this is the same closet Alistair Blackman in, but never come out of. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what they found in the hallway? Two what? people to beat up, and Kurt Hawkins yeah. and Zack Ryder. They beat them up, and then they I come can. back in the room and sit down, and then they say like another sentence or two, and that's all we get. I like it. Yeah, it was cool. Alistair Black should take notes. Never know what awaits you just on the other side of the door. You just have to leave the room. <laughs> Main event time, Ricochet versus Rey Mysterio versus Robert Roode versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles. Elimination match to become the number one contender to face Seth Rollins next week on Monday Night Raw. Ricochet hits a rolling drop kick and a jawbreaker to Bobby Roode and then hits the springboard clothesline and the recoil. Then Nakamura hits the Kinsasha and he eliminates Ricochet. We get the phenomenal forearm by AJ. He gets cut off by Bobby Roode. But AJ then hits the forearm on Nakamura. And he eliminates Shinsuke Nakamura. But quickly, Bobby Roode 
hits the glorious DDT on AJ Styles, and AJ Styles is eliminated. Did you hear like the seven people chanting TNA? Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, they t- they tried to get it started, but but nobody was nobody was taking a bait. Ray Mysterio and Bobby Roode are your final two compared competitors. Ray hits an integrity, but Bobby Roode counters only for Ray to hit the six one nine. The springboard frog splash follows, and Ray Mysterio gets the win, and he will face Seth Rollins this coming Monday. For the universal title, Miss Didi Shonay, your thoughts? Um, I'm just glad it wasn't AJ. Okay. I thought it was another Cena protocol thing, so I was very happy to be incorrect about that. Right, right. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I wasn't expecting Ray myself personally either. I was thinking it was going to be. Maybe Ricochet, maybe Bobby Roode, just because he had the match last week and it didn't really finish. Yes. Um. Speaking of sad, doesn't it seem like he's on like four different storylines? Yeah, he's got a lot going on right now. It's weird. Also, Seth is is getting in the women's business on the on the Twitters. Oh no, that's never good. Oh yes. Um. Because he wrote a tweet about his match with um, Rey Mysterio about, I don't know, it was, it was some long-winded bullshit. And then Sasha, I guess in a mocking way, decided to copy almost verbatim what he said in reference to her match with, um, with what's her name, Lexa. Right? Ain't that who she fighting? Alexa Bliss on Monday. Mm-hmm. Yes, on Monday. Yes, that's exactly right. And so then... Seth, allegedly, it could have been Becky. I'm sure she knows his passcode. Seth said, what did Seth Rollins say? I would like to quote him so that it could could all be honest. And this is a match I've been looking forward to as much as every other match you've ever had, a.k.a. not at all. Luckily luckily for me, you'll under-deliver like you always do and continue to wonder why you're not in more main events. That is what Seth Rollins said to Sasha while adding Sasha, Alexa, and Becky. Under-delivering, de- under huh? Mess. Mess, mess, mess. So I'm just, I'm just waiting for the reply. How many hours ago was that? Two. Charlotte oh. replied 26 minutes ago. With a SpongeBob tweet that says, I I'm head out. <laughs> <laughs> she must have even added, but yeah, I see. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. What a stressful. Seth, come on, man. Mm. Stressful. I can't wait to see what she got to say about that one. Oof. Oh, I don't follow her. Let me fix that. Because I need to be... Read it again, just so I can I can take that in one more time. Let's, let's, let's do the whole thing so that all of us can understand what is going on in the Twitter sphere right now. Seth started it. Well, not started it, but started the, the, the flow with a tweet about his match with Rey Mysterio. This is a match I've been looking forward to my entire life. The fact that I'm defending the Universal title 
on the Raw season premiere against Rey Mysterio in 2019 is mind-boggling. Even six days out from Hell in a Cell and Bray Wyatt out empty the tank for one of the greatest ever. That is what he wrote. Mm -hmm. To which Sasha said, This is a match I've been looking forward to my entire life. The fact that I'm wrestling half of the tag champs on the Raw season premiere against Alexa Bliss in 2019 is mind-boggling. Even six days out from Helena Cell and Becky Lynch, I'll empty the tank for one of the greatest ever. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That was seven hours ago. Clearly tongue-in-cheek, right? Very, very much so. But not even a shot to him. So I don't know why he's in his bag, but he took he took his opportunity to say with a picture of her and Alexis, this is a match I've been looking forward to as much as every other match you've ever had, aka not at all. Luckily for me, you'll underdeliver like you always do and continue to wonder why you're not in more main events. So the shots have been fired, people. Stay tuned. Hmm. I just, I can't wait to see the reply. <laughs> I need to know. What were your thoughts on this week's Monday Night Raw? Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the Fiend kind of sort of. I'm so terrified of him. Oh yeah, I didn't get to the main event, did I? Rollins knows what it's, it takes to slay beasts and monsters. And he's looking to do it again here tonight on Raw. Call up Old Faithful. Looking for the stop, Strowman caught him, intercepted him. Was going for the, the slam, and Strowman sent outside the ring. Rollins measuring his target. Here comes the champion. Down! Suicide dive, Strowman still on his feet. Big Braun's knee finally buckled for the moment. Here comes Seth again. And again, Strowman this time knocked down. Rollins just continues to chop and chop and work to keep Braun down. Will the third suicide dive do the trick? Oh, oh my. No. Stumbled. Rollins stumbled and the that bit. cost him. And Strowman with a choke slam on the apron. That stumble cost Rollins, and Strowman was able to take advantage. Strowman, 
And that was your main event for Monday Night Raw. Oh. So, Miss Didi Jonay. Yeah. Your boy Braun, he uh he didn't look so he didn't look so good at the end of Monday Night Raw. No, he didn't. It was pure shenanigans. He's strong enough. A fiend can't take him down. A trash compactor couldn't take him down. <laughs> I love that everybody forgot that he did that. Like y'all put him in a trash compactor and he got up. And he's still nobody's champion. I'd like, what does the baby gotta do? I was looking at that again today. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way that they have it sequenced and the music and the lights is just like a scene out of a scary movie. Because <laughs> he's a monster. It's it's just like it. He, I don't even remember when we decided we liked him because I remember being terrified of him. Oh, it's still creepy as shit. Don't get me wrong. I think the match... When you actually saw him like wrestle, it kind of like mm-hmm. okay, but yeah, this the the way that they got this going on with Seth Rollins laying in the corner, all scared for his. He life. looking terrified, which valid, right? <laughs> Very fair, because when creepy shit happens in front of you and they're not paying attention to you, you don't make any sudden movements because you don't want to attract attention. So you just sit and try to breathe shallow and hope they don't catch your scent. I get it. I fully get it. Yeah, so uh, two weeks in a row, The Fiend attacking folks, setting up some programs for him, and this is why I think that it's tailor-made if they wanted to do it to somehow have The Undertaker Decide that Hell in a Cell is the perfect place to get revenge for the Fiend attacking Kane. Mm-hmm. And then the Undertaker could do one last job <laughs> and maybe ride off into the sunset for real this time. We've been saying that for like the last. How long ago did he lose at WrestleMania? Wasn't it like seven years ago at this point? It's coming up on five. It was the first. Right. It's like the first. It was right. The the WrestleMania the first year we started this podcast. Right. So if it's been five years, and every time he comes back, we're like, well, maybe this is the last time. <laughs> and then we're like, well, maybe this is the last time. And then when he fought Roman and he left the hat in the in the ring, it was like, maybe this is the last time. We're always wrong. There is no last time. And it's like, why are you playing with my emotions? Why are you acting like you're retired when you're not retired? Why are you acting like your new hip got you living a new life? No. <laughs> like, yeah, you can sing from the chandelier. I mean, you, you you agile for what you do with Michelle McCool. You might agile for being in a ring with people 20 years younger than you. That's different. <laughs> being in the ring and being in the bed are two totally different places. It's not the same. That's just my opinion on it. Um, we have a very big show coming up next week for well. Raw and SmackDown Matters. <laughs> so we will turn it over to Miss Didi Jonay. Okay, so your SmackDown for this week is in San Francisco. Eric Rowan comes out. He says his attacks on Roman have been a work of art. 
He's a creator, a creator of violence that demands respect. He is a creator. He's like Frankenstein's creator because where the fuck did that guy go? <laughs> to the wild blue yonder. Just out. Just let him free. Just like when Frankenstein went and found that stranger girl and killed her because he ain't know his own strength because the person who had him didn't tell him that. Wait, I'm sorry. I just feel some type of way. I want to know who the big guy was. I still think it was his dad, but whatever. He said that people treat him as less than human, but that is changing because might makes right. Uh, that sounds very, like, Nazi-ish. Anyway, he can destroy and dominate, making him right. Roman and Daniel Bryan know this, and they are afraid. Daniel Bryan arrives and says that if Eric Rowan wants respect, fight him right now. So it's our favorite time to have a match right now. So during the match, Eric grabs Brian and hits the claw slam. Brian gets caught in the ro- Ooh, Brian got caught the fuck in them ropes. That shit was tragic. But once he's out of the ropes, he hits another claw slam and pins Daniel Bryan for the win. Post-match, um, Luke Harper is there helping whoop that ass. Roman makes the save until they cut him off. All four men get to brawling. Brian hits the boost Saikuni on Harper, and Rowan is cut off by a spear. Reigns offers Brian a hand, helps him up, and Daniel Bryan wants to know if we want to see him and Roman kick their asses, and then he gets the good yes chance. The uh, the the Brian getting caught in the ropes is pretty scary because he could have ripped the knee out of every could just tore his whole all the ligaments in his knee. He could have fucked that shit all the way up. And then it took and him it, a while to get him out. Yeah, and he was like, get me out, get me out. <laughs> and the wife was like, I'm trying. <laughs> like, I'm trying. And it's like, God damn. Like, it even got to the point where Eric had to, like, act like he was still in character, but help him get out. And it's like, damn. You never think how dangerous something as simple as the ropes can be. Yeah, right. just like as easy as I have to throw you back into the ring and all it takes is your foot being pointed one wrong way or a little too low and that's that. Like, that's fucking crazy. Yo, you people are weird. <laughs> Putting your life on the line. Listen, I don't have the range, but I'm very happy because you entertain me weekly. Uh, they hype the upcoming Kofi versus Brock title match. Michael Cole is interviewing Kofi. Kofi's playful to begin with and explains that he accepted Brock's challenge because that's what the people in the back told him to do. Oh, no, no, no. Because he wants to be a fighting champion. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, so I watched New Japan, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, we had a match between this guy, Naito and Jay White, and they're both like heels. Mm-hmm. Jay White's like an Australian dude, and nobody likes Jay White, right? <laughs> nobody does. Okay. Japan, he is like, like no, like when he does his promos and shit, like he won, he he beat Naito in the G1, and like literally when he was cutting his promo at the end of the main event, you get to talk. Mm-hmm. Literally, you could see people. It was like two or five live. You could see people literally <laughs> getting up and walking out while he's talking. <laughs> So anyway, he beats Naito and he's uh-huh. cutting his promo at the end of the match. And this dude comes out, Goto, and he's like coming out to challenge him for the title. He just won. And Jay uh-huh. White's like, no, Goto, I'm not fighting you. You're not even next in line. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm not giving you a match. Not at all. I'm, it's not happening. And I thought about you 
It's like, oh my gosh, I wish Didi could see this. Listen, who said I had to say yes? The answer is no. <laughs> I don't want to and I'm not gonna. You can't make me design the champ, but you know. You know, I have the spirit of a heel, so of course I would say no. I don't gotta prove shit to you people. Uh but yeah, yeah, yeah. Kofi is different from me though. He wants to be a fighting champion. He says he's at the top of his game. He has been the list, beaten a list of top stars, and he feels good. And in a week on the Fox debut, he faces Brock and does feel pressure because he wants to be the best champion possible. People think Brock will have his way with him, like me. But if he's worked too hard to allow that to happen, he will walk out the WWE champion. I hope I so. I hope so. I hope so. I don't know if I believe him. I don't think so. But I hope so. It's one of those ones where I'd be happy to be wrong, so I don't I don't mind too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, little Chad Gable cuts a promo discussing Baron Corbin and his short jokes, but he's proven he's no joke, and Corbin knows that. Mike Canellis arrives and makes short jokes. I can't even talk. And it's here to prove to his wife that size does matter. What do you mean? It's that doesn't. Window. That doesn't mean what he thinks it means. <laughs> she knows that size matters. She said he wasn't big enough. That's why she said Russo was a dad last week. And that's why she said Ricochet was before that. You know, black. Get it? Size? Anyway, Maria knows size matters. That's all I'm trying to say. Anyway, Shad versus Mike. Gable hits an overhead suplex and the Chaos Theory. Then the ankle lock ends it. And Mike is a loser. A little bit some more. Elias appears on the screen. My bae. And sings along, sings a song about Gable being short, which is disrespectful. As somebody who is vertically challenged, I was not happy to hear this, but it's okay because it's Elias. See how we make certain allowances for our faves? Of course. Um, <laughs> it's just, well, first of all, it's, it's proven that pretty people get away with a lot more than ugly people. And then I think it's normal that people you like get away with more than people you don't like. So, like, if Randy Orton was trying to make short jokes, I'd be like, who the fuck you think you are with your shark head ass? But it's Elias. And Elias can do what he wants because he has a man bun, a kimono, and a guitar. What else do you need? And a scarf. Boom. Another. Like, it's everything. But anyway. Charlotte meets with R-Truth, but she's looking for Carmella. At first, he, like, denies he even knows that name. But Carmella's like, it's fine. She don't she don't want my belt. It's fine. And she says, oh, Charlotte congratulates her about winning the belt, but reminds her to be focused on their match tonight. For what? Why? Why should I be, why should I be focused on our tag match? That means nothing. Because mm. they're getting revenge mm. for last week, the attack. Hmm. I mean, if we just want revenge, why can't we just beat them up in the hallway? I'm sorry. I really am a heel, y'all. Like, be like, fuck this match. Make hit you with a baseball at the side of your head. Oh, like a dodgeball ball. You know, them hurt. Yeah, you, saw the you saw the movie Dodgeball? Mm-hmm. How do you throw that ball at that boy in real life without it hurting like that? Like, it had to hurt? Or, because you can't gently toss it and make it look like it hurt. Camera so tricks. And I bought the DVD. I thought I heard the behind the scenes. 
I'm just speculating. like I know, like I, you like I know how you could took go. one to the dome and had a concussion for three. Oh, was great. You remember when he was like, "When you can dodge, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball." He was like, "What?" <laughs> Never gets old. Uh, okay, so they they have a match. Bailey and Sasha. Apparently, they have on matching outfits or like the fabrics the same. I didn't notice. The that's print what I is the same. The print is the same. I heard that, but I didn't notice that. Um. But anyway, to the match. Shh. Sasha counters the figure eight. Carmella tags in with a high cross. There's a super kick. Bailey makes the save. Carmella takes Bailey out. The bank skips the bait stick for a win. Um, as soon as they win, the women's locker room chases off Carmella as Becky makes the save for Charlotte and Hicks exploders until Bailey pulls Banks to safety. Man, thank God for Bailey. She's always there. Golden Girls song should play every time she's around. She's a pal and a confidant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, next is Shinsuke versus Ali. Sammy's down at ringside as well. Sammy saves Nakamura from the 450. So, ooh, no, that's not a distraction. So Ali wipes out Nakamura with a tope. Sammy distracts Ali. What a blessing. Allowing Nakamura to hit a Kinshasa for the win. Mm-hmm. Who do you have in your your um hard seltzer? Mm-hmm. This is the black cherry. How is it? It doesn't really taste like black cherry. No, we didn't get the uh the review of the what pineapple one last week that pineapple was popping. That you had mid show? Pineapple was popping. Mango was one of the first ones I had. Amazing. Um I don't know how I feel about the rest. There's there's this black cherry that I have now. There's mixed berry. There's lime and then there's grapefruit. Got a lot of options. I, I don't know how I feel about the rest, but pineapple and mango are are yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. They give me what I need. Um it's official. Roman and Brian versus Harper and Rowan will be at Hell in a Sale. Ooh, next is a match between Biggie and Xavier versus the B team. B team, B team. Uh, the B team dump Xavier and take a lap until Biggie cuts them off. He tags in, hits the midnight hour, and gets the win. In the back, Mandy Rose is hyping her magazine cover. I did not know Maxim still existed. I'll be honest. Maxim Australia, but yeah, Maxim still exists. Oh, Australia. Well, first of all, that's disrespectful. You got two Australian girls. Rude. So rude. But anyway, she's happy about her magazine cover. Otis takes us up. Are we dating in real life? I don't think so. Shut up. <laughs> I was like, really? He slid in there, though. I mean, I don't know her like that, but she seems much more like a Johnny Morrison type of gal <laughs> than an Otis kind of lady. So I'm like, hmm, different. But ain't that like women always want to date somebody for their personality? Fuck out of here. Uh, okay, next. Kabuki Warriors versus Iron Desire. There's a breakdown and a head kick by Asuka. There's a cold breaker and the insane elbow. Like Kyrie finishes it, the, the Kabuki Warriors win. I cannot with that racist ass team name, but yes, they win. 
Uh, Charlotte and Becky versus Sasha and Bailey Part 2 will be on next week's show. Uh, the last little section of the night is the People's Court with Shane and Kevin. If you remember, Kevin is suing Shane. Shane has his lawyers come out with him. Kevin arrives by himself. Shane introduces his legal team and calls Kevin's lawsuit frivolous. He offers to keep Kevin in court for a year, straining him financially. Shane says that Kevin can drop this and he will be reinstated and he will also drop his fine against him. He offers a clean slate and a handshake. Kevin refuses and calls him an idiot because his ex-best friend is who? Chris Jericho. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin hates the whole lawsuit deal, but what he hates even more is Shane being around. He says it's not about money, it's about getting rid of Shane. So Kevin proposes a final match. If Shane wins, he'll drop the lawsuit, he'll stay fired. It's done. However, if Kevin wins, Shane gotta go. Then he proposes that they put this lettering in a nice little contract, put it in a briefcase, and then hang it above the ring while they have a ladder match. Which is nice. Uh, Shane is going to get broken up. Yeah. 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 Shane likes to be broken, though. I don't know if maybe he's got like a Percocet kind of thing going on. Especially if they let Kevin Owens have one of these extreme ladder matches like he used to have in Ring of Honor. Mm. Where he builds these bridges, these ladder bridges and stuff. I enjoy a ladder bridge. Yes, then yeah, Shane is, Shane is going to take a. It's going to be in a lot of pain and take a lot of punishment. Oh, Captain America is kind of hell. Anyway, um, it's all in the deltoids. Yes. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> last the last actual section of the night. Becky is backstage being interviewed by Caleb Braxton. Becky, you helped even the odds tonight, but in less than two weeks, you're facing Sasha Banks inside Hell in a Cell. Now, as Sasha already pointed out, she's fought in a Hell in a Cell match before, so do you think this gives her the advantage? Sasha better hope that it gives her the advantage, because what is Sasha? What is Sasha without getting a head start on me? What is Sasha without her lapdog Bailey helping her out? What is she without a steel chair handy? The way that I... Ah! Uh, the beat down that's my type of getting along <laughs> right there yeah that's 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 anger that's hate 
I like it. You know, I, I enjoy that good Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn fight forever mentality. And I like fighting in the back. If I don't, if I don't like you, I'm not waiting until I see you in the front. I'm gonna get you when I see you when you least expect it. Braun would appreciate how she got those hands. Yep. She rubbed her face up against the cage they had back there, conveniently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good stuff. Now, see, this is what you're gonna miss next week. Mm. You're gonna miss who you got. Oh. <laughs> for hell in a cell I'm so sad but you're going to come back <laughs> just in time to talk about the draft I like the draft because the draft is going to come back it's going to happen the second Friday Smackdown it's going to start that night and then oh. go over to Monday Night Raw too oh, okay so we'll see who gets split up, who stays the same, who comes over, who goes. It'll be a whole interesting dynamic considering that it looks like SmackDown Matters is becoming the A show. Hey, get it? The A show. <laughs> but with the I'm A so show, corny. that means that you have adopted Michael Cole. The redheaded I mean, with, with, with the good and the bad, you know? <laughs> it's the highs and the lows. A rating for this week's SmackDown, Miss TV Show Day? Ooh, four stars. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I really like this too. Even Fire and Desire's match wasn't that bad this week. <laughs> no, I enjoy them. Yes, I'm... I enjoy Mandy too. Even though Oscar, I mean, uh, Kari missed that kick by the first. Oh, when she <laughs> kicked the magazine, yes, she did. She <laughs> yeah. sure did. She yeah. absolutely did. Like, what are they trying to do? It was like, oh, he's just kicking that air, huh? Mm-hmm. Do you think, uh, you think Shane's got a chance though in the match? Uh, yeah, because the WWE doesn't like nice things. <laughs> it's been a while since uh, Shane's crew has been around him, so he might be enlisting the help of his uh, his goons. Elias, Dolph. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully they're too busy. <laughs> Maybe that'll be when... Wait a minute. All the people... That, that, when uh, Shane had the match... I'm sorry. When Shane had the match last year or the year before, and it was the cage match, and who moved him? Didn't somebody move him? Uh, Wasn't it Sami Zayn? It was oh, Sammy. Wasn't it Sammy? Mm. Mm-hmm. Full circle moments. Yeah, because you know Sammy's not going to let nothing happen to Kevin. <sighs> what a blessing. It's <laughs> real friendship right there. Be like, I can try to kill you. Nobody else can, though. Right, right. That's how they brought Sammy Zane back. I love Sammy. And he deserves. I kind of want him to go back to NXT. <laughs> Anybody who's not having a career, go back to NXT and, and, and just, just go back. It's fine. Right. Have, it doesn't mean anything bad anymore. It's great. It's fine. Right. Exactly. Uh, speaking of NXT, might as well get right into it. We open with highlights from last week's show. That one point one. 
million people watch. Almost 1.2 million people watched it last week. So that was pretty awesome. Debuting on USA. The Undisputed Era arrived with all the gold. And they posed for the crowd for photo opportunities. Then the match I had to wait four months for. And now I've gotten it twice in about a month. <laughs> Keith Lee versus Donovan. Donovan. Keith Lee versus Dominic. I'm, cause oh. I'm, cause I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to nail this freaking last name and it got me all screwed up on the first name. Dominic Dijakovic. I didn't know that's how you said it. I thought the emphasis went on a different syllable. No, it's Dijakovic, just like it's kind of phonetically laid out. No, it, it look, that's how it looks, but I, and I think they used to call him that. They used to call him like the Djakovic. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's what I thought it was, but then they're like, no. And it's like, oh, okay. I think they were playing with with it, and then they finally just settled on this one because that's probably. Because then they used to, to just say. call him Dijak. Yeah. Yeah. That was better. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Dijakovic fights off the Spanish fly that we saw a couple of weeks ago between these two big guys, and he hits an avalanche destroyer for a great near fall. Did you see this? Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith Lee landed right on his head. Yes, I did. Yes, yes, yes. Because Keith uh, is the big black guy. Yes, yes I did see yes, that. Yes, yes, uh, Did you see Keith Lee do the tornado plancha? I sure did. And a mm-hmm. jump up spin kick. Like a karate Bruce Lee kick. He's only like 300. He's, an icon. he's only like 340 pounds. He's an icon. Yeah, he's amazing. Dijakovic then follows with the moonsault for two count. Keith Lee is pissed. He rolls and transitions into the ground zero, and Keith Lee gets the win. So now the series is all tied up at one win apiece and one no contest. Uh, These gentlemen have tremendous chemistry. They do a lot of big men moves, and they do a lot of small men moves. And they blend the two movesets so well. And it's amazing to see what they can pull off against each other. I like this match a lot. How about you, Miss Didi Jone? I did as well, also, Tambien. <laughs> and like I said, Keith Lee would be, I think, the ideal man of your dreams. Really? <laughs> yes. They announced that next week they will have limited commercial interruptions. I wonder why. Now, Miss Didi Jone, someone who I know doesn't have DVR. Mm hmm. How will you be taking in? Well, you'll be on the road, so this will be even harder. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to try to, since they're only going to be, well, in most oh. places, USA and TNT are only like one channel apart, so you're mm-hmm. just going to flip back and forth, but if they don't have a lot of commercial breaks on NXT, how are you ever going to watch AEW? I think I would watch AEW just because I know that they're going to put... You the network. Yeah, I can watch it on the next network another day. So I probably would just try to see AEW live just because also um, I know what I'm getting when it comes to NXT and I know it's emoji flames. Like, I already know. And I don't... I, I'm kind of curious about AEW. I would be interested to see what they've got going on. You're 
taking my exact approach that I'm going to take. I'm going to record NXT on my DVR. Going to watch mm-hmm. AEW live and live tweet with everybody using the hashtag DynamiteCast. That's D Y N O M I T E C A S T for the inaugural episode of the AEW television show. And then, as soon as that goes off, I'm going to flip over to my DVR and then I'm going to watch two hours of NXT. And I'm going to live tweet that. Jade to the Max edition. <laughs> Shout out to Jade to the Max. Who Chicago Bears thoroughly defeated my football team on Monday night. I had the sads. Oh, I'm sorry. Big time. Somebody who didn't have the sads, but she was filled with emotion. Dakota Kai, she's back, y'all, from a knee injury. She's got blonde hair. She was really emotional coming down to the ring as the crowd was really happy to see her, and she was really happy to see them. She faced off against Tanara. They cut off her last name, which was Conti, but now they just go by Tanara. Dakota Kai hits the running corner kick, and then she hits the GTK uh, variation of the GTS, and Dakota Kai gets the win. Dakota Kai looks like a video game character to me. <laughs> she just okay. has those like features. She's like she's long, and she's got long legs, a long body, and the pixie haircut, and it's just a, you know, she's like really, really, really. Just a good baby face. I don't know why anybody yeah. would not like her. She's almost more Bailey than Bailey. Yeah, because see, Bailey got. Oh, no, never mind. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> it was very rude. It, I didn't mean it to be mean, but it was rude. And so I'm not going to do that because I like Bailey. I was going to say Bailey got a grown man chin, like a quagmire ass chin, like a, like a chinny old chin chin. And so her face isn't as delicate as Dakota's. Dakota looked like a little anime character. That's what I was thinking. Yes, there you go. Maybe that's a better description of Dakota than a video <laughs> game character. It's an anime character. Thank you, Miss DJ. <laughs> You're welcome. Our main event for the USA Hour is Matt Riddle versus Killian Dane, number one contenders match in a street fight for the uh, right to face Adam Cole next week. Riddle lays a chair shot. He actually lays a chair on Killian Dane and he follows with kendo stick shots. Okay, did you see this? Where he put the chair on him and he Mm -hmm. hit him with the kendo stick. But the kendo stick flew out of his hand, went over his head, got caught somehow up in his hair and the ropes and like stopped where he reached back and grabbed it again and then hit him with the kendo stick like three or four more times. No, I missed that. It oh, sounds amazing. Oh, it's it's one of the greatest gifts I've ever seen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that happens. And then uh, Matt Riddle lays in some ground and pound. Killian Dane fires back. Matt Riddle punches a chair into Killian Dane's face. And he follows with slaps. Riddle counters into an arm bar. He cranks back. And Killian Dane has no choice but to tap out. This match started really slow, but they had a lot of time, and they kind of built to the mayhem. They, mm-hmm. uh, Killian Dane did put Matt Riddle through a wall in the back, um, and they did some outside of the ring stuff. But you know, it all got focused back into the ring, and 
And it, uh, Matt Riddle versus uh, Adam Cole, baby, is going to be a really good match. Should be a lot of fun. They've had a kind of some run-ins before, but it was like months ago. But now that it's going to come to a head, I feel like this is going to be a really good match. Matt Riddle's been, he's had like two or three decent programs. So he should be able to follow up and be good enough to keep pace with Adam Cole. Adam Cole should be able to help him get through the match pretty easily. So Next up, Adam Cole arrives afterwards. He talks shit to Matt Riddle. So Matt Riddle <laughs> grabs him in the arm bar. Adam Cole starts to tap. The undisputed error, they all come down. They make the save, of course, to try to get their man from out of the clutches of Matt Riddle. <laughs> it was very full horseman like from back in the day as a kid, like Ric Flair coming out there talking shit, get yoked up by somebody, and then all of a sudden here come the four horsemen all running out. <laughs> and everybody has to scatter just because it's like, you know, it's just too many of them. If Roderick Strong had a little bit more personality, or some people might say some personality, it could be like the Playboy edition of um, the crew, they really could be like the Four Horsemen because you got Bobby Fish and uh, and and Kyle O'Reilly as like the straight up wrestler guys, and those and that would be the Arn Anderson. Telly Blanchard role, but you need one more guy with the uh, with some more personality to kind of play like the extra Playboy role. Mm. Check your Twitter in about two seconds. Okay. And you will see this Matt Riddle gif, and you tell me what you think before we go on to the next match. Oh my god, that's a great little happy accident. <laughs> because you could not have possibly planned that. Like, it just got stuck in his hair. Like, yeah, no, that's great. That's like, a, not nearly as awesome, but that's like, the Becky getting her nose broken standing at the top. Like, what a happy accident. Yeah. So now it's time for hour two on the network. Rhea Ripley kicks it off. She's going up against Caden Carter, a.k.a. Lacey Lane. Get a head scissors and a super kick by Carter, and that gets two cards. Two count, excuse me. Rhea Ripley then cuts her off. He hit, she hits the riptide. And Rhea Ripley gets the win. Lacey Lane looked really good, though. Or Caden Carter, excuse me. See, they can't be doing this where they, like, introduce you as one thing and then, like, change your name. Right. I think you already had, like, three or four matches. But anyway, she's improved a lot. Since a lot of the May Young Classic last year, she's definitely put on a lot of good work at the Performance Center. Danny Burch and Oni Lorkin versus a tag team called Everrise, Parker, and Martell. Hey, we had two jobbers with an actual tag team name this time, Didi. Hmm. Not just like Johnny Boots and Tights. Apparently, these two guys. 
I know. Apparently, these two guys are really good. Like, they got a lot of uh, big reputation on the uh, Indies. Martell grounds things, but Lorcan runs him into Parker and Birch tags in and runs wild. The missile drop kick and headbutt follow. Lorcan tags in and the double team implant DDT finishes things as Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan get the win. Cameron Grimes versus Raul Mendoza. Grimes hits the Superman punch and covers for a two count. He covers things. Oh, excuse me. He grounds things. Then Mendoza counters back with an enziguri and then hits the missile dropkick. Grimes fires back, heads up top, and cuts off Mendoza and follows with an avalanche runner for a two count. Grimes then hits the running double stomp and he gets the win. Then we had this match teased at the end of the first hour as Alexander Wolf, Fabian Eichner, and Martel Barthel were going to face Kushida and a tag team or two partners of his choice. So, Miss Didi Jonah, out of all the people in NXT, who do you think his partners were? Who do I think his partners were? Yes. Who do you think Kushida had as his tag team partners for this match? It was a mystery. Somebody else Japanese. I'll give you one more guess. Oh, oh God. Oh, Tyler Breeze. <laughs> You're actually correct. It was Tyler Breeze and Fandango. <laughs> Yay. Oh. They had an unexpectedly great moment as well. Because you know how they do the dance, right? And they, Tyler Breeze lays down and then uh, Fandango does a dance. Well, check your Twitter again in like two seconds and tell me what you think of this. Refresh, but <laughs> It's like. The nobody asked for, but everybody deserves I saw this. I didn't know what this was. I saw this earlier. <laughs> so now it's all about the gesture, the cut, the come here. Yeah. On the ground, that's what's so. And and then just imagine the fashion police going on behind the <laughs> Fandango music. And the men in the back, like this boy, <laughs> 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 like ready to jump them off principle. <laughs> So the match starts up. They're beating the dog out of Tyler Breeze. He has a desperation into Guri. He finally tags in Fandango. Fandango runs wild. He gets the Falcon Arrow. He dumps Bartel and he follows with a Tope on Hilo. Kashida then hits a missile drop kick, a DDT, and then transitions into the armbar. It breaks down. Kashida takes out Wolf and Eichner and then he cradles Barthel for the win. So, Kishida's walking up the aisle. He's leaving the ring. He's celebrating. And he did the one thing that D.D. Jonay always tells us. Don't turn your back. Fasa did that so you didn't have to go through that. So, he turned his back to the entranceway. And Big Walter comes out. Boots Kishida to the ground. Lays him out. And Imperium stands tall. And that's how your 
NXT ended. Wasn't as good as last week's show, but you kind of had to expect that because they got all guns on deck for next week. So there had to be a, you know, lull in the middle there. But no problem. It's still a great, great, great wrestling exhibition for Wednesday night. Uh, just over a million people watched it this week. So they had a little bit of a fall off, but that's still really good, though. So I'm really excited to see what's it going to be next week. If it's going to be down or if the people are going to be like, oh, man, they have better matches because they have like all these title matches. They have tag team title match, Street Profits and the Bobby Fish and uh, Kyle O'Reilly rematch. They have Shayna Baszler versus Candice LeRae. They have Adam Cole over going against Matt Riddle. So that card is stacked. And we'll see what AEW's got to offer. It's going to be fun. Next Wednesday night, Mr. Dijonet, hopefully you will be able to join us in the live tweets, even though you'll be in Kansas City enjoying all types of ribs and barbecue and other things. I'm pretty sure they have really good, uh, you know, aged bourbon there. You'll be able to find. Oh, I do enjoy a good bourbon. Yeah, you have to document and tell us some stories. Hopefully, you'll be able to break away from the old lady gang. Ah, uh, I chat. I don't know. <laughs> I would do my damnedest, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, at this point, I'm going to turn it over to you for your shout outs and thank you. Oh, shout out to me? Because why not? Shout out to who? You, shout out to Greg. Sam, Mel, because Mel always gives shout outs, Jade and Tatiana, and all the rest of the Glow Girls. Mm. Let's say that that's it. All right. Give a shout out to Miss Didi Jordan, Samuel Kalunga, Mr. Gregory, the Magnum Prime. Give a shout out to Classic. Give a shout out to everybody here on CSPN. Give a shout out to Anwar Starwin. Please check out our latest edition of Cast Strong Style as we go through all the destruction shows that took place over the last two weeks in New Japan. Some really good matches. Uh, Jushin Thunder Liger, the legend, morphed into his uh, alter ego, Kishin Liger. Which is equivalent to the demon. Oh. Yeah. And it's uh, a big, big deal. Because he's going against the most evil man there is. And that's uh, Minoru Suzuki. Yes. Next um, on the... uh, like I said on Wednesday, please join us for NXT cast and Dynamite cast. That's the official hashtag for the AEW live tweet. The AEW coverage will be taking place on the dark match. 
So please subscribe to The Dark Match over on the Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media so you can hear our thoughts when it comes to AEW and everything that they're presenting as well as the regular weekly episodes of the WrestleCast. So for my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jone, I'm your host, Don DeLorente. This has been episode 256 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. Kevin Owens, I'd like to introduce you to my legal team. And again, we've been we've been going over, in my view, your frivolous wrongful termination lawsuit at nauseum, I may add. And I, quite frankly, we've come up with a couple things. I have a proposition for you. Option one, Kevin. Option one is with my vast resources, I keep you in court for years. I make you spend millions of dollars probably out of your own pocket and also without a job. That's not good for you. It's appeal after appeal after appeal. It's also not good for your family. Or, or, we go with option two. What's option two, buddy? Okay, okay, okay. Now we're, now we're playing ball here. I like this. Option two, Kevin, is that you drop this ridiculous lawsuit. Okay, just drop it dead. And I will personally reinstate you on the spot. And also, also, correct me if I'm wrong, also, we'll drop the $100,000 fine that I put on you. I'll give it back to you. So... It's clear. I've got two options. It's clear what the smart choice is. Let's start, Kevin, in my view, with a clean slate. You're a real idiot, you know that. Shane, you don't get it. You know, this lawsuit stuff, the the thought of the courtroom and and the lawyers, it actually makes me sick. In fact, the only thing that makes me sicker is the thought of you back there in our locker room because you don't belong there. I can't stand the thought of ever being in the same locker room as you. And that is what this lawsuit has always been about. It's not about money. It's about gaining leverage over you and ultimately getting what I've wanted since the beginning of this entire thing. Really, honestly, what everyone has wanted for so long. And that is to see your ass get fired. So what are you proposing, Kevin? Let's hurry up. You want my decision? How about we settle this the best way I know how? You and I, one final match. You win. You get what you want. I drop the lawsuit. I stay fired, and you never see me again. But I win. You're gone from WWE. What's the catch? What's the catch, Kevin? There's no catch. Oh, but the only thing is, I don't, I don't want this to be a regular 
regular match. No, I think we need a match that gives me the chance to hurt you as badly as I've wanted to hurt you these past few weeks. And, and I want you to have the same opportunity when it comes to me. You know, this situation has been hanging over my head for so long and for years. We have all heard you and your family talk about climbing the corporate ladder, right? So why don't we do this? Let's have your fancy little lawyers write the documents up. Let's put them in that briefcase and let's literally hang the fate of our careers over our heads and let's have ourselves a ladder match.